uh, moving on to the the major part, the big blockbuster deal, the four team trade for James surrounding James Harden. So I'm just gonna put out the. I was going to say the details and what team got what or who, who, what team got who. So, of course, let's start with the Brooklyn Nets. They get James Harden. And then the Houston Rockets, they're getting Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, and Rodion's Karuks. And they're also getting four first-round picks, which three are from the Nets. I mean, all of them are from the Nets, but three are like Nets picks in 2022, 2024, and 2026. And one is from the Bucks, which they got from Cleveland. Uh, which is the Cleveland 2022 pick. Um, and they're also getting four pick swaps from the Nets, 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027. The Nets are not going to own a pick until, or their, or their first round pick until 2028. Yeah. That's seven that's years scary. from now. That's the, scary. Yeah, that's uh, foreshadowing, I feel. Of, it's like history repeating itself, but we'll get into that. And the Indiana Pacers are getting Karis LeVert, and a second round pick from Houston. And the Cavs are getting Jarrett Allen and Torian Prince. Yeah. So this is a massive deal regarding big players and just a bunch of different teams. Um, let's start with the Brooklyn Nets, guys, which is like the big bulk. Let's let's start with them, get them right out of the way. What do you guys think? How is this going to shape up for the, the Nets? Well, I personally think that Irving is a loser of this trade. <laughs> I think that's facts. I mean, he, like he lost the ball now, right? He's not gonna get like twenty shots a game now, because now the ball's gonna be divided between mm-hmm. three dudes, right? So, like, I think like the the Nets management are the winners, and maybe even KD and James Harden, but Irving is for sure the loser, right? And I got to agree with that because, you know, we've seen Durant play in a system that's less iso ball, more ball movement, more motion and more cuts in Golden State. And I think he's gotten accustomed to that, right? Playing alongside three other stars that can put up put up numbers. So I don't I think KD is going to be like the player that everyone doesn't have to really worry about. I think he's going to have to be the glue guy for this for this big three. Um, The main issue is going to be with Harden and. I, Kyrie Irving. First of all, we don't even know where Kyrie Irving is. Is he even going to play? Like, what the hell is going on with him? Like, there's Kyrie Irving has his own drama, right? But James Harden, I mean, he's come out and said that he's just going to try to make his teammates better. You know, he's not going to iso ball that much. He's going to do what he's asked because he just wants to win a championship, which is a good sign. But we're going to have to see what Kyrie wants because Kyrie's on some like voodoo. He's on he's he's on some like crazy ass pack. Yeah, let's be real, yeah, bro. He's smoking yeah. that Bonnie Brownie pack right now. But <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't know what's going on with him. He's gone. Is he here? Stephen A. saying he should retire. Like, there's, it's super confusing to see what he's doing, right? Is he even focused on basketball right now? We have no idea, right? What where his mind's at. So honestly, it might just be Katie and Durant for who knows how long. Yeah. But. I think this trade is really going to help out the rock, I, the the Rockets, the Nets, because I th- really do think that this pushes them above every other team in the Eastern Conference. Sure, they lost a lot of depth, but they still do have players off the bench. I mean, of course, Dinwiddie, the Dinwiddie thing was unfortunate, but they still have um, uh, Landry Shamit. They still have DeAndre Jordan. They still have Jeff Green, and these are all, of course couple of veterans but they're still good at what they do jeff green is still a great um catch and shoot player um 
DeAndre Jordan is still very athletic. I think that they still have pieces on their team and they still have depth. Of, depth. of course, they still have Dinwiddie, right? I mean, maybe he's not going to be available to next season, but looking at a grand spectrum in the next couple of seasons that James Harden is going to be on this team, um, I really do think their their championship aspirations are high. And I think that, you know, they have everyone to do it. Joe Harris is another guy I didn't even mention. Tyler Johnson. Like, they still have good players. TLC, even. Right? They still have good players that are just going to get more expanded roles now. And it's going to be great to see. Yeah. And how about Nazim? Yeah. Um, so, for me, like you guys talked about, I don't, I, yeah, Kyrie is the main reason for this. Um, I, I, I think KD and Harden work together really well because as you talked about the Golden State situation and mm-hmm. how he dealt with that and how that excelled. Uh my thing about Kyrie is that we saw him as a second option, you know, with LeBron, but we've never seen him as the third option, and and he's not even much of a passer. So that's where my problem comes in. I don't know, right. I don't know, like what he can do without the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. Defensively, yeah, there's problems, but I think the buyout market is going to be really helpful for them. I think they can most likely. I think you know Trevor Ariza gets bought out, and I think they pick him up. I also right. Think RHJ is still a free agent and he knows the Brooklyn I guess he knows the Brooklyn Nets so he can I think they can sign him up um, I'm not sure about any yeah, speaking of Chap yo he said to, he, he, he said he wants to come back to the Raptors now like I don't know if you've seen an Instagram comment um, uh, when the rap there was like a post by I think the score and they were talking about uh, the Raptors and their struggles, and then Chap was in the comments. And he's like, "Yo, side me." <laughs> he looks like they need a dog, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yo, they need to get him back." I really like that dude. He was pretty good for the Raptors. I'd like to see him come back, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. So yeah, I think yeah. So overall, another surprising thing. I just got a notification. James Harden is actually available to make his debut today, yeah. tonight. Oh, really. Yeah, uh, against the Magic, so that'll be pretty cool. I wonder what jersey number he's gonna be wearing though, because I don't know if you guys seen the the whole yeah. um, Instagram story, I guess um, conversation that Landry Shamit and him have been having. But I mean, we'll see what number he he uh, wears today. I'm kind of curious. Is he gonna be wearing thirteen? Oh, okay. So what is Shamit wearing then? Uh, imagine, imagine uh, they make uh, Shamit wear number eleven because no, Irving's not there. Six. I think that's what he was wearing in the with the Clippers. So I think he probably goes back to twenty six. Yeah, maybe. Mm, I see. Uh, no, no, Dinwiddie's twenty six. No, did Dinwiddie change his number? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Not really good with. Yo, it's been because he was number eight, and I think he's still number. I. Eight. I don't, know. I don't know, man. Yeah. But yeah, that was the major concern for me because I honestly, I thought it'd be cool if he was wearing a different number, but that's fine. 13 fits Harden. That's has been his number for a while now. At least with Lamb- Pizza rolls are back. <laughs> and, you know, I'm kind of hyped to see his debut. Yup. Yeah. Yeah, the the honey buns, right? That's what he. That's what uh, Shamit wanted. But like, I saw another story where like James Harden's like, "Yo, I'm struggling to find them. Like, you gotta give me some time or some shit." So, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's gonna be weird to see James Harden in a Brooklyn jersey. But you know, yeah. well, all of our questions about you know how this team's gonna play should be answered tonight. Yeah. Moving on, I think, yeah, let's talk about the Rockets now. So the Rockets got a major haul. They got eight picks, and they got Oladipo, Exum, and Karooks. So 
the eight picks, I mean, we can, you know, we can talk about their value, especially the top four. But there's a Cleveland 22, you know, 2022 pick. We don't know how Cleveland's going to be next year. But if they're anything like this year, that could be a really good pick. Isn't that 2022 pick the Bucks one? Yeah, but it's Bucks via Cleveland. Yeah, so, so it's from the Bucks. So the, essentially, Cleveland traded it to the Bucks. The Bucks traded it to the Nets. The Nets traded it to Houston. I think it's a Bucks pick going to the thing. So the Cavs own. No, no, no. Well, at least the I source that, like, like uh, the article I found it on, it was the um, it was the Cavs pick. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, Shams had the whole trade. You know, he had that whole. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Milwaukee first. It's a Milwaukee first. Is it a Milwaukee first? And who said Cleveland? Jesus. Okay. Well, then there's gonna be no value to that shit. But eight picks is still eight picks, right? You can easily find like a diamond in the rough in eight picks, and plus you have four pick swaps, which means the the Rockets are gonna get. Out of the 2021, 2023, 2025, 2027 Nets and Rockets picks, the Rockets get to choose the higher pick. So whichever pick is better, they get to pick that one up. And so that's going to help them out as well, especially if the Nets turn out to be a major flop, though. I don't think so. But if they turn out to be pretty bad, they can keep their picks, which is pretty cool. Um and I think overall, this is a pretty good move for the Rockets. They get a good Victor Oladipo back, who's been playing pretty good this season. He's starting to come into his own, kind of. You know, after the injury, played pretty bad in the bubble, but he's been looking pretty good for the Pacers this season. And aside John Wall, beside John Wall, like that backcourt is like a very defensive heavy backcourt. Like they're good. That's a good two way backcourt. And, you know, I'm kind of excited to see like Houston play Portland now because I really want to see what that. Well, that back and forth would be between the two back, uh, the backcourts now. Yeah. Um, Exum, I mean, he's okay. He's RA. He's not he's anything too special. Karooks, he's not he, actually a bad player. He's solid, but he doesn't. He didn't really get that much play time this season. He hasn't really played much at all. But he's a solid shooter, and hopefully, with his Rockets team, uh, they're starting to. I guess uh, they gave him a couple more minutes. Because he was kind of decent last season. He averages like six and a half points, which is off the bench is pretty not bad. You know, averaging above six points off the bench, that's pretty good production, to be honest. It's not horrible. But uh, maybe if he gets more minutes, he can play a bit better. We don't know. But of course, the main the main guy over there is Victor Oladipo. And then the Indiana Pacers, so they get Karius Levert. So essentially how this trade worked, it was essentially between... Uh, Rocket, the Houston, um, Cleveland, and Brooklyn. And essentially then, so what happened was that Houston got Karis LeVert. And then from there, they traded Karis LeVert to the Pacers for um, Victor Oladipo. And they gave up a second round pick as well. So I actually really do like this trade for the, for the Pacers because um, even though Oladipo was playing really well, A, there's concerns about him staying, right? So that kind of gets evaporated, sort of. I don't think he was going to resign with the thing. Yeah, I don't think so either. And honestly, we don't even know if he's going to resign with the Rockets, yeah, but we'll yeah, see. I, I don't think he is, I yeah. Think, like, going back to the Rockets, I think the one thing he can do with the Victor Oladipo, he still tr- they can still trade him at the trade deadline. So, right. Or th- yeah. if he wants to resign, they can resign him. So. For sure, for sure. I think that's pretty impressive as well. Like That was a pretty impressive trade for the Rockets, this one I did. Like, I thought it was pretty cool. But I think this helps out Indiana in more ways. Like, I think 
Karis Levert's going to be better for Indiana than Victor Oladipo because a Karis Levert, it's going to be the Karis Levert Chernow, right? He's going to be he's going to have that breakout season, I feel. Um, but also, I think one thing that Karis Levert showed us in the bubble, especially against Toronto last season in in the playoffs, was his was his ability to pass. This Indiana team is very deep and they rely on that. They don't have like a specific player that they always go to. You know, every every game there's another player going off for 25, 30 points. You have Sabonis and Brogdon, now Levert, you have Warren, right? So they, they rely on that team effort on the offensive end to produce, right? Like all of them can go off for like 20 to 25 a night, yeah. right? But I think... To aid to that, now you have a guy who's an elite shooter who off catch and shoot, but he can also uh, make plays for his teammates and for himself, right? Oladipo, he wasn't, of course, he's not the greatest shooter, right? He's not, he's not known as a sharpshooter who can catch, who's more catch and shoot. He was more of a ball dominant player who can, you know, cut off, you know, who wasn't really the greatest shooter. So I think in that aspect, it does help them. They sure they lose a bit of defense, but they still have pretty solid defensive players on that team. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I personally, yeah, I personally think that Indiana is gonna re- like remain the same, like where they are now, like probably like mm-hmm. a, a four or five seed by the end. But the Rockets, I think, are gonna have a much better effect, right? Because now with James Harden out, they're gonna have a, a lot less a, a adversity in the team, and mm-hmm. they're gonna like mesh together with Oladipo. And I think they can go up to maybe like a five seed, but I think right. they they're gonna get bounced in the first round though. For sure. I don't see them making the second round in the playoffs. Right. I I mean, we'll see. Because the Pacers are still a pretty good team, right? I think they've played really well this season. Um, yeah. Sabonis and Brogdon have played well. Warren, thing, I'm not sure about Warren's performance. The one thing that's interesting about the Pacers now is that I think this makes Warren expendable because he hasn't showed up like how he did in the bubble. So I think it makes him expendable. Yeah. Sure, but I don't know what his value is to other GMs outside the league. So, I mean, I think that the two worst positions to play at right now are point guard and as like like either a guard or a wing because I think those are the are the team teams have a lot of depth at the wing position and at the guard position right now. So if you're if you're like a young star who hasn't really gotten many minutes, right, um, and you're you play those positions, right. But you really feel like say you say if there's like a diamond in the rough, right? You know, for a guard or a wing, you know, you're not you're still not going to get that many minutes because I feel like every team has like depth at those positions. Maybe the Timberwolves go for him, but he's I mean he's averaged 15 points on the season. He hasn't played the last couple games. I'm not sure if it was either injury or um, COVID related stuff, but either way, he's been out. Yeah, he he. Um, let me see here. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, he went through surgery, and I think he was just out for a bit. He was he went through surgery uh, on January 5th. Yeah, so um, he just had he just got injured, so he's been out for a bit. But we'll see what happens when he comes back. But he's still averaging 15 points on the season, which I think you know the Pacers can count on. So I I honestly see them keeping him. I think, but is he a free agent? We'll have to see. Hmm? Is he a free agent after this? Or uh, no. No. Okay. Well, I think maybe. Uh, actually, I'm I'm not sure about that. Maybe. Let me check. No, he's going to be. No, nah, he's going to be a free agent after next season. 
Okay. So uh, he's going to make 13.4 million in 2021, 2022. So he's still on a pretty cheap contract. He's on a solid contract. It's not like he's on some crazy expensive contract. So I really do see them writing out his contract unless he specifically um demands for a trade. Yeah, demands a trade. I think I think Warren likes where he is as well. They're a competitive team, but they just need to see what they can push what can push them over the edge right now, yeah. right? They need to get that closer. I think they're in a similar situation as the Raptors, except things are working out for them. Um, but in the sense that they have a lot of balanced scoring and they can get scoring from a lot of different places. They're a good team defensively, um, but they don't have that guy, you know? Yeah. And like, that's what the Raptors needed to win a championship. And honestly, I feel like if they're going to pull a trade, it's going to be for a frustrated star. Yeah, like the Indiana Pacers, like uh, the way they're, they are right now, they won't survive a series in the playoffs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right, like I, I beg to differ. I think they can make the second round at least. Uh, but like I said, like I think it's going to be a Raptors like situation where they need you know that go to guy that they can count on because you know similar to what happened to the Hawks in 2015 with their really balanced team and team based um, team based effort and with the Raptors for who knows how long now, right? You're gonna at some point your team's gonna hit a wall. And you're going to need that one guy to kind of step up. Is there a guy like that on the Pacers? Like, we're not sure yet, but I honestly don't think so with Victor Oladipo gone. Because the biggest thing I think Oladipo brought to this team was that clutch ability and that ability to kind of stay calm when things get tough and kind of push push forward. Um, I think they kind of lose that by gaining Karis LeVert because he hasn't really proven himself necessarily as that guy. And nobody on this team has really proven himself to be that guy. So if the look look for the Pacers to make a trade in the next couple of years for a star, maybe a wizard star, maybe Bradley Beal or something, or um, a Zach Levine, who knows, right? Just someone that they can count on in the clutch, because yeah. I think that's the only piece missing for the for the Pacers right now. No, for sure. Uh, and moving on to the last team we have, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers who got Jarrett Allen and Torian Pence. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, they're determined to become the NBA's monsters. Like they have pretty much, they have like a five center lineup just ready and waiting. Yeah. I think yeah. all, all jokes aside, I do think these are two really good pickups. Torian Prince is a good three and D player. Um, and Jarrett Allen, of course, he has a lot of potential. It kind of sucks that, you know, out of all the players that the the Brooklyn Nets needed to get rid of, Jarrett Allen is the one that probably stings the most. Because yeah, yeah, I can, I, I, I like even more right. than Karis LeVert. Yeah, like it, it, I would rather have them get rid of DJ, but I don't think this trade would have gotten through if they if they were only willing to give up DeAndre Jordan. But Jarrett Allen, I think he's probably going to end up starting because. Um, the Cavs are looking to trade Andre Drummond. And honestly, Andre Drummond's, his value has gone up a lot this season. He had yeah. just had that 30-20 night just yesterday. Yeah. Um, 33 points. That was his career high and 21 rebounds or something like that. 23 rebounds. Yeah. So his, mind, yeah. yeah, I think his value is starting to go up. I'm sure there'll be a couple of teams willing to trade for him. The Hornets could make a trade from that could actually be really interesting. Yeah. They could use someone like him. Um, maybe even yeah, the Bulls, honestly. could. I mean, Wendell Carter has been playing well, but maybe even the Knicks. To be honest, I could see the Knicks going for him or even the Heat. I mean, the Knicks would trade for anyone, but I, I, they I don't honestly... I think the Knicks would want to give up uh, Randall, though. I don't think the Knicks would want to give up Randall. Maybe. Randall, but I don't know if 
Drummond's a guy, but I think they're definitely trading Randall at the trade deadline just because of how valuable he is right now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, because they don't know if they're going to be... I think that now that the Knicks are starting to think a little bit more... Now that the Knicks kind of have common sense now, like after this offseason, I can safely say that the Knicks have some sort of common sense. You know, they know how to make not dumb decisions. I think we can agree on that finally after like 20 years of rebuilding. They finally came to their senses. So I think they will look to trade Randall because I don't think they can realistically make the... like actually consistently put up what they've been doing they they went from like a top five seed to like a top 11 seed to the 11th seed in like two games they're five and eight now so i think they're starting to realize that they should probably go for a tanking season put up you know whenever um top comes back right from injury throw them in the lineup throw mitchell robinson in the lineup throw knox in the lineup rj keep them in there trade julius randall get some young assets so maybe that and get some Drummond maybe. I don't know what Drummond would be useful for, but I don't know. It's up to them, really. But another team I think it would be interesting to see is the Memphis Grizzlies. They could give up Valanchunas. I think they like Valanchunas, but I think um, Drummond just does what Valanchunas does at, a I think, a better level. Sure, he doesn't stretch the floor, but inside the paint, he's always going to be a threat to grab offensive rebounds and tip-ins, right? And the Grizzlies, they're kind of forming this team to be a really solid, you know, kind of three and D sort of team, you know, around Jaw. Like he, of course, Jaw Morant is a good, sh- like a solid shooter, but he's more of a slasher. And, you know, that sort of drive and kick offense, I think that's what they're kind of looking to with like Dylan Brooks and even, um, what's his name? The uh, the Canadian on the team. I forget his name. Uh, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark even has like, he's starting to really develop as well as a shooter. Yeah. Um, I also, I th- also think, the, think that the Raptors could maybe make a trade for Andre Drummond. I don't know if he'll re-sign, but like... Honestly, though, uh, that would be the perfect place because the Raptors are in need of a dire need of yeah. a center, right? Like, so if they really want to... With this James Harden trade, like, I don't know if we should, you know, continue to compete, yeah. right? Like, that's the thing. Like, if they want to, like, a, a week ago, I would say just pull the plug, just pull the trade, pull the trigger on the on an Andre Drummond trade, Right. Because honestly, we would probably win a lot more games that way. Because yeah. um, we honestly, the, our biggest concern is rebounding. And literally, the only thing that Drummond does at an elite level is rebound. So uh, that would have been good. But now I really do think that, you know, 13th seed, maybe we lose a couple more games, get, drop down to the 15th spot, guarantee that number one pick. Because there's no way in hell in the next couple of years that we are winning a championship, especially with this next trade. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a Raptors fan, but I like watching them in the playoffs. So, like, I'm, I do I too. Wanna... I love watching, dude. I mean, with COVID and stuff, you know, there's no Jurassic Park vibe or anything. But yeah. you know, it'd be nice to see them in the playoffs. It'd be a, it'd be a bit weird if they weren't. And of course, I'm yeah. gonna cheer them on to win every game. But like, I don't know if pushing for the playoffs is the best. I think if it happens, it happens with the team that they have. But no need to go out of your way to, you know, trade away assets. Just to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'd rather have for a guy who probably does, who's not even gonna, maybe has, who doesn't even, maybe might not even want to stay. I can't speak, but we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, the Cavs are looking to trade him, and they're gonna keep Jarrett Allen. I think that young core is gonna be really good with um, Sexton and Garland, and then you also have Isaac Okoro, KPJ, and then Jarrett Allen. That young, that young lineup is like looking really promising for the Cavs and it looks like they're going in a pretty good direction. Especially if they get some like assets out of Drummond too. Like 
maybe some solid bench players and solid veterans honestly i would i would even though drummond's value is pretty strong right now if you can get a couple good um veteran players and maybe even a couple picks even like a second round pick or a late first round pick for drummond it could be pretty cool just come to think of it now you know another team that could trade for um drummond is uh, the portland trailblazers just because nurkic has kind of been a bit uh like I mean, I feel kind of bad for him with his wrist injury because he was going up for a block and then his wrist hit the edge of the backboard. Um, but you know he's been getting injured a lot, and they do need a consistent center, right? Uh, especially someone who can be a lob threat, just like how Nurkic is. Sure, Drummond's passing isn't as great, but he isn't that bad of a passer either. He's honestly not a really horrible passer. Drummond actually looks to pass the ball a bit as well. I'd like to say, right? As for what, what I've seen. So I think that could be an interesting trade destination as well. Okay, so going yeah. back to the actual Harden trade, you know we got off the yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, going back to the Harden trade, you know who the real winners of the trade is, and they weren't even who? involved in the trade. It's the Thunder. Cause, How so? Cause, How? Because the Rock, you know, the Thunder got all those picks, you know, for the Russell Westbrook trade from the Thunder. They got that twenty twenty two first from the Rockets. So I think mm-hmm. that, and let's say, um, I mean, it really just depends how this whole Oladipo situation works out, too, right? I I think if they don't stay competitive, and let's say Oladipo doesn't resign, then I think that that's a huge mm-hmm. value for the Thunder. For sure, I mean, yeah. they own like they own so many first round picks. It doesn't matter. At some point, one of them, at least one of them, is gonna be a star. Okay. Yep, James Harden is number thirteen. You're right. It's confirmed. I, I just saw uh, his he had his photo shoot just okay. sorry just going back to what we were talking about but yeah so I think for the Thunder uh, let me see if they have any other further picks outside of just the 2022 one because mm-hmm. I know they have that 2022 Rockets first which could be really valuable right now and even if they want to trade for a young star they could still do that so, yeah so, I mean, honestly, I think they might keep a couple of those picks, but to be honest, they could probably trade a bunch of them for like, um, maybe they bring back Jeremy Grant. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding, but that could be a possibility. Maybe they trade for like another young player that's frustrated, like maybe on the Timberwolves, if things don't work out with Minnesota and, you know, Cats like, no, I want to leave or something. That could be an interesting trade. Um but, you know, the Thunder are competing. They're 6-6 six and six right now, which is pretty solid. And they don't really... Everyone thought they'd be kind of trash. And they haven't been playing that bad. So, uh, let's see if they pull the trigger on a on a star player, young star or something in the next couple of years. Or maybe they just, you know, get some really good picks and they just get a bunch of young stars as well. Yeah. Okay. From through the draft. So, going back to the, the OKC Thunder, they have Houston 2026, Houston 2025 pick swap. And then they also mm-hmm. have uh, 2021 this year. They have a pick. I think that's a swap. As right. Well. So I think, yeah, that, that 2026 one is really valuable because mm-hmm. I don't think... Yeah, 2026 and 2025, I think those two are really valuable because I don't think mm-hmm. the Ross... Like, even having resigning Oladipo and, you know, keeping John Wall, they, that's not going to be five years down the line. Like, they're not going to be there. Right. So I think those two picks are really valuable for the Thunder. And yeah... After yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. Okay, yeah. But One more thing, you know. overall, this trade has been 
all like it's been pretty crazy of course it's it's gonna definitely change up a lot of things you know we got the Cavs with their young core the indiana pacers they i mean they i think those maintain and stay the same but this will just help out their offense a little bit more um the Cavs, of course they have their strong young core the houston rockets you know if things don't work out with oladipo they can trade them and they still have like eight picks right yeah. uh eight more picks now um Brooklyn, of course, they're going all in on James Harden. You know, they want to make sure they win a championship in the next two years that Harden's on payroll. So, you know, it's really interesting. Um, And we're just going to have to see tonight, you know, with James Harden's debut, what happens? How is Brooklyn going to change? What sort of offense is Steve Nash going to make? It's kind of funny because D'Antoni is Steve Nash, one of Steve Nash's assistant coaches. And James Harden, they've been reunited now, right? So we'll really have to see how... Um, that coaching staff makes things work. Um, okay, so so I think another thing, um, <laughs> I think another thing to talk about before we just um, conclude here is just possible trade trades that you know the Rockets could have done. Sure, this was like a pretty solid trade for them, I think, but there were some other really good trades that could have happened. Um, but yeah, Nazem, take it away. Yeah, so the main other competitor with the Nets was, you know, 76ers, and that's who most people thought Harden was going to land with. So the trade was yeah. Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and three first-round picks. So for me mm-hmm. personally, I I still think I will take the, the Nets offer because of the eight picks, but I think it's still an interesting deal because, you know, Ben Simmons, I feel like with his own team, maybe he can grow, I think, and I know for sure this year it wouldn't work out with John Wall and stuff. I I don't think it would work out. But I think next right. year would have been interesting for the Rockets if they did pull that tr- trade. And especially with a young guard in Tyrese Maxey as well, who has, who's shown a lot of potential in a good team mm-hmm. with the 76ers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think it's interesting. And I see why the Rockets yeah, did in the first trade with, you know, with the eight picks. Because, you know, that's seven years down, eight years, six years down the line. You know, you can't predict anything. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I I think there was an article that said that it was actually the Sixers that were that were unsure of whether or not they wanted to trade Ben Simmons. Uh-huh. But honestly, I think it it would have been better for them because to be honest, I think the fit with Embiid and Simmons is not great because and that and that's not because of you know like with like anything with their like necessarily their play styles it's more of just their shooting yeah. right they're both not the best shooters i mean Embiid is a decent three-point shooter he's not bad but he's not amazing either ben simmons let's not even talk about it but i think james harden with a dominant big man i think he would have just been great well yeah, right? yeah. I, just want, I just want to go back a bit i i mm-hmm. think I, I disagree with you i think that it is a play style there what Embiid needs needs is like a Giannis type thing where it's just him and shooters around him right and simmons cannot shoot and then like he he needs to be like near the rim where Embiid is so i feel like yeah i agree with you there that they should have traded harden but yeah i think yeah Yes. Yeah. I would. Yeah. If I was a seventy sixers, I would have pulled the trigger on that trade. But I don't. I guess they didn't. I think they. Nah, they were just hesitant on that. But I would have just done it because Harden and Embiid. Because think about it. When Harden was with Dwight Howard, I mean things worked out. But Dwight Howard isn't. You know, he isn't that. He wasn't that superstar center really. Right. That you know they mm-hmm. wanted. He only. He's more of an athletic big man. Sure. Right. And you know maybe ten years ago. 
10, 15 years ago, that would have worked out. And it did when he led the magic to the, um, to the finals that one year. But, um, nowadays I think with uh, Embiid, you know, he, Embiid can shoot Embiid can play in the post. He can, you can, you can fade. He has a good mid range. He can play in the paint. He's a good rim protector. I think with that pick and roll with Harden and Embiid would be the most lethal pick and roll in the league. Yeah. Only behind yeah. maybe LeBron and AD maybe yeah. even, and that's just, that's like, you know, that's not hundred percent either, but I think it would have worked out for the 76ers much better. And honestly, like, you know, sure, you lose Maxi, but I think they're being a bit too indecisive there because yeah. it, it, what does what does Philly want? Like, with, by not pulling the trigger on a Harden trade, like, you're kind of questioning whether or not this team actually wants to win a championship exactly. right now or are they rebuilding, right? Rebuilding or... They've been in the I, middle of the conference the entire time. Yeah. Right? The, the last couple of years. So, I mean, it's kind of concerning to me. It's like if they didn't pull a trade like this, you know, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Like, you know, Masai yeah. Ojiri, he, you know, he traded DeMar DeRozan, a fan favorite for Kawhi Leonard, but it ended in a championship, right? You got to make yeah. sacrifices like that. The, the, the Lakers literally gave up their entire youth for Anthony Davis, but they won a championship, right? You have to, at some point, as a contender, if you want to be a contender, you have to make that sacrifice for now over the future, for right? Sure. And they were unwilling to do that, which is kind of a bit disappointing. Yeah, like, but I mean, we'll see what happens with the Sixers this season. I think I would have had the if Harden wasn't Philly, I would have had them uh, in the finals against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Right? I think they would have beaten the Nets, Harden and Embiid. But yeah, yeah, like I don't know. It's I I think even <laughs> Simmons would have worked out with the Rockets. I mean, John Wall, I think he's not a bad shooter. He's not a good shooter by any means, but maybe off the ball, he'd be a little bit better right? with Ben Simmons running the offense. I think the Rockets still have a bunch of shooters on their team. So with Ben Simmons, I think it'd be a better fit. And who knows, maybe they let the season play out, let um, John Wall put up empty stats, inflate his trade value and just trade him off the next season, right? To another team, maybe a team looking for a more veteran leadership. Yeah. Right. And yeah. maybe get a couple picks back here and there and they start their rebuild with Ben Simmons being the cornerstone with Christian Wood. Yeah. I think that would be a pretty strong fit for Ben Simmons as well. True. But both. yeah, it's just, I mean, you know, this is like a huge, massive what if, right? A huge theory. Yeah. Right. We really can't tell what could have happened. Right. But um, we can only give our predictions or whatnot well, now we just got to live with what we have right and exactly. we, we just got to see what happens now right what are, what's philly gonna do why did philly not pull the plug i'm sure they had a reason and we're gonna see that now and yeah. hopefully at least but that's all to be seen yeah. and you know with that i think that pretty much covers everything that we want to talk about in this episode of the podcast yeah. i hope everybody listening enjoyed uh, please check out our social media our instagram at wired hoops um, check out our youtube channel as well we post all of our podcasts there um, in full length uh, sometimes if they're a bit too long we cut them down uh, we post those and an entire full length podcast um, as well with timestamps uh, make sure to you know keep, give us a follow on Spotify and um, Anchor. And with that being said, guys, um, see you next week. Yes, stay sir. happy, stay positive, 
Um, and yeah, peace. Peace out, guys. Have a great week.